Hello, welcome to the Monday, May 3rd, 2021 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Nice little diary on Friday by Remco about quilling, at least that's how I think you pronounce this. It's a framework that's, well, I would say somewhere between sort of virtualization and debugger. But what it does allow you is it essentially allows you to run binaries across different operating systems and different architecture in sort of a debugger-like environment. Now, since a framework, it's very extensible and uh, very customizable. You can uh, essentially hot patch some binaries that you're working on to, for example, bypass uh, certain functions that would otherwise uh, lock you out or, for example, detect that you are running in a debugger. Sounds like a real useful tool for anybody doing serious reverse engineering. And I hope uh, Remco's uh, post will uh, cut the learning time a little bit uh, short. It's not the easiest tool to get uh, started with, uh, but he walks you sort of through the basic functionality. And well, it looks like the Python standard lib IP address is also suffering from an improper input validation problem that we had in other languages about a month ago or so. I think I mentioned that. The root cause here is that the library does not consider the octal format, which is valid and used by uh, libraries that usually set up the connection. So for example, you're restricting your users to connecting to 10 dot addresses. Uh, these uh, libraries like uh, IP address in Python standard lib will consider 010 as a 10 and uh, that'll pass. But when you actually connect, uh, then 010 becomes eight and you would connect to eight dot uh, instead of 10 dot. So watch out for updates that should become available if they're not already available from python.org. And we also have a vulnerability in EXIF tools. If you're not familiar with EXIF tools, EXIF tools allow you to display and manipulate additional data that's often added to images like, for example, geolocation or comments. But interestingly, Exif tools suffers from an arbitrary command execution vulnerability as it passes data that it extracts from the image uh, without proper sanitation or escaping uh, to uh, commands and uh, that then leads to the arbitrary command execution. So very classic flaw here. I was actually a little bit surprised that Exif tools has to call sort of external commands in the first place, but uh, have to look in detail on where this bug exactly happened. And Abus is a company that uh, is well known for uh, door locks and padlocks and the like, and uh, usually not uh, sort of the worst quality, but uh, they, well, like many of these companies, now also got into internet-connected alarm systems. And uh, looks like, well, uh, they didn't sort of cover the basics here. For example, it appears to be straightforward to download a complete configuration file from the alarm system, which also includes usernames and 
passwords. It's also possible without authentication to remotely enable the siren on the alarm system, which, well, is a pretty annoying bug and probably leads the user then to disable the alarm system or completely disconnect it, which, well, would be sort of a quick workaround to get people to disable their alarms. Apparently, there are about 10,000 or so of these particular alarm systems installed and publicly reachable according to some of the scanning agents like Rapid7. Also not so great that the password is a four or six digit number. And now this may work for sort of a hardware alarm system that's installed inside a house because then brute forcing it is a little bit more difficult. On the plus side, brute forcing is sort of prevented by again setting off the alarm if a certain number of attempts is reached. An updated firmware was published end of January, but so far it looks according to again these public scans that only 10% of users upgraded. And just a reminder that uh, your sonic wall better be patched uh, because uh, ransomware, in this case, the five hands ransomware crew is actively taking advantage of vulnerable uh, sonic walls that they come across to install ransomware. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.